weighing in on some dope topics. Lend an ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound to be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robert, you, Seth, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Run your mouth, bitch. We are back in studio. And out of our minds. Out of our fucking minds. It's really something sublime, Rob. That's right. In studio, Yosef Feldstein, back from his uh, adventure out west. He's uh, got all the invoices in. It's been expensed by the books on his adventure, paid for by the Rob's Newsroom team. I wish. um, To get a full report. Of life on the most western parts of the United States. So, by the way, I had some follow up because I listened back to that episode and heard your post uh, post post commentary, which was I don't remember. Um, just w- I think you wanted to ask me about the oh, the if you made a pie. I did so much baking. And, oh, you, so you <laughs> and actually, all sorts of stuff. So you got through. I could, t- I could tell you. Well, we didn't didn't even come close to making a dent in in the uh, in the thirty in the pounds batch. of it. But the first thing off the bat, made a cobbler. Okay. Delicious. Um, then made some marionberry muffins and also... Pancakes? No. Um, the the muffins, though, you know, like... Um, Do I know muffins? No, obviously you know muffins, but you probably know muffins where there's just a little bit of the... Of the the berry? Blue, yeah, like it's like blueberry muffin. Like, okay, right. it's kind of like you loaded, interspersed. You loaded there, it There was just endless amounts of berries right. that it was. It took over the whole Were you whole thing. sick of the berries by the end? I was not. Everyone was sick of how obsessed I was with, with them. trying to cook them. Yeah. Um, but these muffins, they like made the, the colors were beautiful. It was like blue and purples and just... Getting all all up in there and riveting just berry like, talk. Just like I was berries. really, I was hoping we were going to delve back into the berries. I didn't berry, think we gave that enough every, coverage. There was like so much berries in every single bite of those. Then, um, not so much baking wise, but also oh, made some smoothies. Okay, bunch of smoothies. All right, it's enough of what you did with these berries. Oh no, no, there are there are there a couple more things, very unique things, and, um, and we we have to know about it. Oh, you have okay. to know about it. All right, if you think it's important, um, I don't want to stop you. <laughs> Marion Berry ice cream. Oh, interesting. Okay, took some vanilla ice cream. Oh, you just mixed it mashed in? Mashed them in. It was kind of like a Cold Stone experience. Uh, so you didn't like... I thought you made No, ice like cream made actual... No, I, I don't know. That's some real fat people science, if you know how to really make ice yeah, cream Yeah, or from have scratch. like an ice cream maker. I feel like anyone who has an ice cream maker, it's just, you know... All right, Whatever, ice cream. but just mashed them in, and then also Sorbet? they took over the, the whole ice cream, and this was the best. Um, cereal and milk? Cereal milk. Do you ever put... Like raspberries or blueberries in your cereal? Sure. With some bran okay. flakes. Have you ever loaded up with some marion berries? Obviously not, but I did. It turned. It just also took over the whole cereal. Did you bring any back? No. Nah, they were all frozen. Could ship it back on dry ice or something like that, but... Yeah, why didn't we send you all the way out there? You couldn't send some Marion uh, berries I'll back? Have the, I'll have the uh, in-laws send back. Or you uh, could have at least brought one batch. of these Marion berry muffins. Yes, I could. You could have, done have made that. me a Marion Berry pie. After all been. this Marion Berry talk, you're not even going to share it. Unbelievable. <laughs> On the plane, that would have been uh, pretty disgusting. Any, uh, uh, any, anything else to report from the adventures out west? I feel like there is. Um, well, we can come back. But, to yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about 
all the chaos that's going on, all the protesting that still exists. There's so much real stuff going on. I just want to talk about berries. I get it. I get it. Berries are very important. They got nutrients. They uh, keep you healthy. They're delicious. Yeah. I like berries in a smoothie, but it's enough berry talk. We're getting distracted here. Oh, you would have loved that smoothie. So I was reading about Robert E. Lee. Was it is Robert E. Lee? That yeah. was the guy with the statue they were trying to get rid of? Mm-hmm. And so it seems to me like the, the, the dude was a real loser. From what I'm reading, the South could have won the Civil War if they'd taken down defensive positions. But this Lee guy, he keeps going, let's attack, let's attack. And he's losing soldiers because they attack. And he has uh, the famous, one of like the most famous battles ever where they he, he makes the guys run up the hill. I think he loses more people in that battle than ever has been lost so you basically have a bunch of losers going to worship the statue of a fucking loser fine like that should be a win for the for us yeah Yeah. for the you guys are celebrating a loser go ahead like literally a loser he lost he lost the guy stinks you guys want to make a like you don't very often in life celebrate people who stink at life like if that's going to be your hero like there's no kids wearing the basketball jersey of someone who never made it to the nba and there's no there's no statue for the the 1990s Buffalo Bills teams. Exactly, because they fucking stink. Go ahead. You want to go? A bunch. You want to go celebrate your shitty hero? I'm not gonna stop you. But now they're like going full ham. People are getting rid of these racist statues. Like there's no tomorrow. If there's a statue out there, they're getting rid of it. And there's a part of my hoarder brain that's like, you're just gonna throw that out. Like that's a perfectly good statue. Like you sicko. I'm de- my hoarder brain is like we might need that at some point. Like I get that it's weird. Like I would put it never- in a storage container. Yeah, I would never have told you go make a racist statue. But once it's there, like it's you, you can't throw that out. You can melt it down later. I'm always for- like, who knows? Maybe aliens are gonna come at some point and they'll be like. Listen, we'll leave you guys alone if you got some racist statues. Like, I don't know what we might need them for, but I do know I don't like throwing things out. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> just looking around, yeah. That's uh, that's what's giving me the most anxiety from this whole thing. It's just just all the waste. Um, where, did, where do you think it went, though? That's an, actually an interesting question. I assume that they're... I, well, actually, government's wasteful enough that, like, I, I don't even see them melting it down. I just see them throwing it out. It that's probably, what I'm saying. Where? Like a landfill? Yeah, it probably goes the to ocean? a landfill. And if racists are smart enough, they would just go to the landfill and out. collect it. Yeah, they could have like their own shrine. Drag it out like the White Walkers dragged Some, out the uh, the, White the dragons. Walkers. Oh, is that uh? Um, oh. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. I thought you didn't. I thought I could slip that right in, but I would okay. love. I think I would like Game of Thrones. Oh god, it's so good. The problem is, I, if I watch old television, I'm I like know. a crack you're, addict. You're I don't live fuck- the house. Yeah, I still don't understand that. Just like you don't understand that I haven't seen any of the Rockies. Like, well, I just don't understand the. I don't know how you could get through life without. That's that's all that gets me through my day are those little cliche Rocky Balboa lines. Like, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's. I mean, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep on going. One one step, one punch, one round at a time. If it wasn't for that shit in my brain all day, I would just. I, I wouldn't get out of bed. That's up. it. Yeah. I don't know how you get through life without without. I, I guess I don't. Rocky montages and cliches in your brain. So, anyways, I'm watching the Boston footage because of the, from the Game of Thrones buildups. What do you I mean? Have. I'm saying I get oh, pumped up by you Game, of up by Game of Thrones. You got your. Do they I have find something? Do they have good uh, good life speeches in there? Motivational talks. Um, they have good ideas, I guess. Okay. No, like one hitter lines that right. stand out, but you could, uh, without watching the Rocky movies, you could go on YouTube, find like a montage. Yeah, jerk off to a couple of the montages. They're I, really I, great. I, I need to find he, some. He does. Like, he does you know, a lot of working stuff out. To jack off. Them. It's it's very exciting. Then you could also, um, uh, you could watch some of his motivational speeches, and it won't have quite the same 
oomph to it because you won't get the context of the whole movie. You won't be as in love with. You'll have Rocky to give me Balboa like a ten minute starter pack at least of, you know, like of the just, Rocky movies. Just give me like the ten best mo- ten best minutes. I feel like just the next time you're stuck like uh, babysitting your kids, which is basically every night of your life. I can't sit down and watch ten twenty minutes of YouTube. No, but you can watch, you watch television at night when they're. Oh, you're saying when I'm home? Yeah, just not watch- when I'm babysitting. <laughs> That was a weird way of saying right. that. Just when on. I'm home when and you're home. asleep. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, the, <laughs> I'll explain where I was getting. I watched those movies because, like, I, when I was a kid and I babysat, like, at age 13, those were the movies that were on TV, like, every Saturday night. So from my experience as a babysitting, that was my babysitting experience was watching, like, the Rocky movies on AMC. Uh-huh. So I'm, like, trying Got to... It. Clue you into my childhood experience as an adult because you, your life is babysitting. That's your every night yeah. is basically your kids are asleep. You're on your couch. You don't call it babysitting because it's your own kids and you're an adult. Yeah. So it was a really retarded approach that okay. I'm now trying to justify for no wow, reason. That's a great segue if you want to go into a really, <laughs> if you want to go somewhere weird, I yeah. have something for you. All right, lay it on me. We're Do you know that I babysat you once? Do you really? I don't remember. I babysat you on yeah. the night Princess Diana died. Oh, really? That's fucked up, right? Did we eat good ice cream or anything? No, you. It was like a weird age. Yeah, you're like not that much older I was than me. just able to babysit. Right. And you were like still needed a babysitter. A babysitter. I think right. I was like twelve, and you were nine. You know, something like that. All right. But I definitely remember you were asleep, and I was watching Princess Diana getting killed. Footage. And you didn't wake me up for that? You no, son I of a didn't. bitch. I know. Come I on. Should, we could have watched Rocky then. We could have. We could have watched Rocky. We could have we would have lived very different Actually, lives. Actually, probably never watched. <laughs> would have been like the butterfly effect. <laughs> you probably would have never you probably never saw Rocky at that point because if you weren't babysitting. No, yeah, I didn't yeah. see the Rockies till later in life. The Rockies are great, buddy. Did I blow your mind or no? I, I a bet. little bit. Not okay. as much as the Barry talk did, oh. but this is a close second to that. So I'm watching the Boston footage, and you had 40,000 people who went to protest free speech. That was it. There was a free speech rally. Just and, for free speech. And 40,000 people were like, we're not having free speech here. I won't allow it. 40,000 people actually showed up out of their houses to protest free speech. So this is great. I think this was from um, like the Boston Globe, but someone actually asked a reporter. Um, they're like, hey, where are all these white nationalists were, were supposed to be counter-protesting? And there's something so great about liberals showing up to a place disappointed that there aren't enough racists. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hold on, I thought they were going to be here. Like, I thought there were going to be swarms of them. Right, like I was promised some Nazis. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. So I'm going, you got me off the fucking couch for this shit? For no Nazis? There's not, like, a, I want, there's not, a, there's not a Nazi, Nazi in Boston? Are you fucking kidding? I want some fucking Nazis. <laughs> what kind of crap is this? So in Boston, the police tactics kept huge, kept it all ordered. But I realize that's because Boston is the best suited town for dealing with racists. Like, well, isn't that whole town racist? Yeah, but that's that's the other thing. I feel like Boston's actually the last place where if you are a racist, you can have a protest and be safe. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'd la- be protected. It's like the last vestige of <laughs> of places of old where- timey kind of thought. Which I wish that was true, but I mean, even I guess this free speech rally um, did get shut down. So I, I saw this headline, Boston takes precautions before a rally. So the rules included people weren't allowed to bring weapons. They weren't allowed to bring anything sharp, shields, cans, glass containers, bats, clubs, flagpoles, or even sticks attached to signs. I read that and I'm like, at this point, then just forget it. <laughs> Go home. Like, what the fuck's <laughs> the point of this? This isn't going to, this is like, only going to be moderately violent. Like, what are we leaving the house for? I want a fucking, I want a good game of Red Rover where people have batons and full on riot gear and like. And torches. Yeah, exactly. You got to have, 
if it's not torches, torches, you at least need to have some pitchforks. Like, <laughs> get your shit together, Boston. All right, but now, as the pro- pro- the professional protester, I'm watching this, and I'm seeing a real opportunity. I'm seeing the, the, this is a bunch of college kids. This is a wide open door for professional protester. This well, is like we're in like a new era of America. Like this, this is, is when, and we were we were ahead of this a little bit. Maybe that should be the uh, the, the the guy I show up as to these events. The professional. Pro- well, well, well yeah. we can uh, we can we'll def- figure we'll that out. Hash it out, but but I got a special guest lined up for this week's episode. This is a real get. The kid who put together this rally in Boston. The protest, or I guess this is getting the confusing. forty thousand, or no, the, the initial one. One of the, the 20, twenty people. One okay. of the twenty people who were having this free speech rally that got shut down by wow. these other forty thousand people. This is legit stuff, Rob. We're, we're breaking news here, wow. buddy. Is this is, this, this is, is like an exclusive? This is an exclusive. Oh wow! So this he, has, is some, he hasn't gone to any other media outlet. No, He's coming are here you kidding first. Me? If you know how much debt I had to take on to get this exclusive <laughs> with him, I mean, first there was. Well, the, first uh, you were in and over your head with the Oregon trip. Exactly, I spent. Our entire budget for the next 10 years on the Oregon trip. And got nothing out I, of I it. I didn't even get any berries. Then I went ahead and I took out a second mortgage on my closet because that's really <laughs> the only thing that I have. Is it's the only asset. The newsroom closet. <laughs> I took out a second mortgage on that just so that I could get the exclusive interview. No, this is legit. This is the kid who put together the entire event. We're going to give him a call right now and find out some of his tactics, what the man on the ground is doing that he's being able to rally all these people to protest him because I think that's important information, the professional protester. I got some big business ideas I want to discuss with this guy. I can't wait so to hear, hear Producers from him. already got the call ready. We don't even have to get him on the phone. Producers already got the call ready to go, so let's Line tag him. Up. Let's tag him in. John, we have John on the phone who I believe put together the, um, the what would you call it? It was a rally? Is that what, what, Was that the title you guys were using? Well, we called it the Free Speech Rally, the second Boston Free Speech Rally. We had a, our first one back in May. Although I would say that I would correct you on one thing here. I am not necessarily the uh, person that put it together. We have uh, I, I'm working with a team of other volunteers that uh, put it together. I'm considered a uh, I volunteered as a spokesperson for the group and as a co-organizer. Well, I, I got to be honest. I was actually hoping that maybe I completely got in the wrong person on Facebook and that they agreed to do this just to fuck with me. So <laughs> the, the fact that you were even <laughs> the fact that you were even somewhat involved makes me happy. But now it almost sounds to me like maybe the group is scapegoating you. Like, were, were you even were you the mastermind here? Were you doing most of the work or they just made you the spokesperson? They just made me the spokesperson. You see, we had realized that uh, that that uh, we had gotten in way over our heads. <laughs> that, uh, that when, when we, when you see our rally back in May, we had a few hundred people show up and maybe uh, like a few less than that to counter protesters. But we never really got the kind of a uh, massive media hype that, uh, that came up this time. So we had like, you know, news outlets everywhere saying that we were connected to Charlottesville, which is completely false. Saying that this was a white supremacist KKK rally, which is completely false. And uh, and so this was just all completely uh, blowing up. We had events on Facebook for counter protests that were that were showing like literally thousands and thousands of people planning to go to these counter protests. So we were like, what the heck have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 so you, uh, you, like literally most of, we're all just like a bunch of like a bunch of uh, young students. Most of us, some of us are even uh, minors. As young as, uh, as young, our youngest is fifteen, and I'm twenty three. I'm one of the older ones. So. This, um, so what? So uh, when we so we had realized that we had uh, that this had sort of spun out of control, and that a narrative was being built around us that that we were no longer in control of. 
So we recognized that we needed someone to step forward and sort of be the public face of this thing, someone to sort of take the media heat and everything and try to try to do what we could to fight back against the narrative and try to reclaim our own event. But and so I basically the other the other guys they were I'm not gonna lie they they were scared to death they were <laughs> scared of, of you know their identities being exposed getting doxxed getting targeted by Antifa I basically stepped up and was like hey I'll do it wow all right well first and foremost I mean it's just a hilarious story that you guys are a group of college kids you're trying to have a free speech rally which is very agreeable. And then somehow it just spins out of control that this is like a racist, white nationalist event, and now you got major media coverage. But at least I guess you were able to get a bit of a positive message out of it. Um, now, yeah. yeah, go for it. Well, you know, we uh, we we got uh, a lot of attention, though it really, uh, in a way, it did sort of make our point. But uh, we never really got no one ever really got to hear our speakers because it got, for one thing. Um, uh, the guy who was in charge of getting our, our PA system, I don't know what happened to that, but when I showed up there, we didn't have one, so we just had the bullhorns that we brought with us, which were woefully insufficient for the amount of distance that was kept being kept between us. And, uh, and, <laughs> and also bullhorns. Because, because of miscommunications with, with the police and everything, um, basically our audience weren't being let in, the press weren't being let in, so it was just like a couple dozen of us inside the gazebo. Right. And that was so. Well, so it's amazing that, you know, the, the, you know, the best thing that we could do was was to get out our cell phones and live stream our speakers to the Internet. Right. Well, what's great about this is if you guys had even like um, if you hadn't been shut down, you would have been unsuccessful because of your own incompetence. You're almost lucky that all these things went wrong that kind of publicized it. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I was watching like the 20,000 people that came out to protest the work of 20 college kids. Oh, it was twice that. It was like 40,000. Oh, it was 40,000? I mean, just the numbers. I don't know where I saw the 20,000. But I'm thinking, me and you, we should be going into business together. And here's my model. You set up rallies, because we don't need a lot of people. We just need 20 people and a good narrative of some Nazis. And then I'll show up with like um, with basically stuff to sell to the other guys. I'll have like the uh, I'll walk around like a hot dog guy, you know, like a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, streamers, get your streamers, get your <laughs> and, get your rainbow flags, <laughs> get your rainbow flags, get, get the I love gays, Nazis suck T-shirts, like, and we'll just go town to town. We'll fucking clean up, you know. We'll sell we'll sell some uh, what merchandise. We're gonna merchandise these events. And then uh, uh, what, masks here. <laughs> and we don't even need much because you, you, all you need is a bullhorn and one guy who will be uh, who will wear a Nazi shirt who doesn't even need to be a Nazi. We don't actually need to have any hateful rhetoric and we can really get a lot of people to come out to protest nothing. Yeah, no, if you, if you see the if you, if you see some of the pictures of us inside the gazebo, we had we had like, you know, signs saying black lives do matter. And it's like these two Nazis. <laughs> oh, so you actually had a sign at your gazebo that said, "We agree. We also like Black Lives, everybody." And then, and then the people showed up to protest it, and they're like, "Oh, these these aren't Nazis at all." <laughs> well, no, because you see, they thought that you see these people were absolutely convinced that uh, all of our efforts to try to like assuage, like you know, tell people, "No, we're not Nazis. We do think Black Lives Matter," and all and all that stuff. They thought, "Oh, they're just saying that to 
hide the fact that they're Nazis. <laughs> the, the, this they can't is, win with these people. This is an epic level of miscommunication. I mean, it, the, the event itself is almost so humorous. There's not like a lot to poke fun at. So what is it that you think happened that it started to spin out of control? It was that the Antifa picked up that there was a rally. People were excited about Like, what do you think happened that it started to grow, that people thought they needed to protest you? No, it was Charlottesville. That was that. That was what screwed us over. Those those freaking assholes. Those freaking assholes. Neo Nazis having their rally down in Charlottesville. People thought that we were connected to that because they because you know Antifa doesn't draw the distinction between any between you know even liberals and and, and neo Nazis, let alone libertarians. And um, and so you know they already think that we're basically the the same down in Charlotte as the people, as the alt right down in Charlottesville. And so uh, when they when Charlottesville happened, they immediately started spreading rumors of like, hey, the, the those neo Nazis are coming up here to Boston too, and, and the press took up and the press uh, picked up on that and it went viral. Right. It's so funny because to my eye, I'll give you a compliment. You're actually like a pretty good writer. So when I checked out your Facebook page. And you couldn't have been more clear about the fact that this is an inclusive movement. You want it to be um, a rally specifically so people can talk about the importance of free speech. And even I was reading it, I was wondering in the back of my head, I was like, did the white nationalists become very intelligent that they're trying to hide behind like, um, you know, a clear message? Yeah, a clearer message. Like, have they finally figured out better marketing that they could package their message a little bit differently to um, broaden its scope? But it sounds to me like you were actually very genuine and this entire thing was just a giant ridiculous misconception well here's the thing even the genuine white supremacists like say take someone but when they do try to sound all nice and cuddly and make their messages sound good they, they never they can't really cover over the core ideology take someone like richard spencer so i i actually listen to him quite a bit because i want to know what makes him tick and what i thought and what you, what you learn when you listen to someone like that is he's actually really much uh, a socialist they want, like, you know, the, the all right, these people, they want single-payer health care. They want government control of everything. They just want it only for white people. So that's very, so it's really, the all right is about as far away from libertarianism as you can get. If right. You, if, like, I, like if, 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 you, if, if the racists want to leave people alone, I mean, heck, that doesn't sound so bad to me as long as they're leaving people alone. Right. If it's non-aggressive, then, you know, good. Everyone's being left alone. I get all that. So the one name that kind of came up in the media was that you guys had booked a speaker. I think the name was Augustus Invictus, that they were kind of like tying to the alt-right movement. Was there any truth to that? Well, well Augustus Invictus, well, I will grant you he is a, a very fringe individual, but he's a fringe libertarian. He's still a libertarian, kind of a revolutionary libertarian. He has, you know, talked about like civil war and stuff, but... And he has, and he has a, few, a, lot of, a lot of other weird views, but most of his political platform is really mainstream right-wing libertarian stuff. Right. So, well, what he, but, but no, he is a controversial, um, he is a controversial individual because, like, he'll, he's uh, infamously done things like, uh, you know, he sacrificed a goat once and drank its blood. Okay, he's out there. Right. Um, he's, defi- he's definitely, a, uh, a, he's definitely, a, you know, not normal. But, uh, the thing, <laughs> With a name um, like that. But um, the most, the most I've ever heard him talk about uh in terms of races that he thinks that um he he does believe in uh white genocide and that he thinks that racism against white people is bad which i think racism against any race is bad so that in and of itself doesn't seem like too much of a red flag to me right and the other but um the only uh the only other thing that i've found that people have been able to because i've been trying to look through his statements 
They figure out why people think he's a white supremacist. The only other thing that I've been able to find thus far, and if you know any of your listeners want to send me something that I've missed, go ahead. But you know, the only other thing I've found thus far is the fact that he's been willing to speak at all the right events and uh, and be a guest on all the right shows. The thing is that he also appears on a lot of non-alt-right events and a lot of non-alt-right shows. So he just strikes me as someone who's willing to cross ideological boundaries and talk to a lot of people in you know different areas of the political spectrum. Right. Okay, I got it. But because, but because he has appeared on alt-right talk shows, and he has, he's kind of gotten you know, grouped in with them. He, he, you know, people see him as tainted because of that. Like Nazism is some kind of it's like leprosy. You get too close and you catch it. Right. Got you. So let me. I, I'm a little curious to know. Uh, I'm a libertarian myself, but I didn't really come to it till um, after college. Especially in college, it, it it's. Um, kind of rare or unique to me that you managed to find it because they kind of preach the Keynesian economics as hard as they do. It's really almost hard to even come across other source material. So I do want to stay on topic with the free speech stuff, but I'm curious to know what you kind of came across that drew you to the philosophy. Oh, it was Ron Paul. That was totally it. Oh, and that what you mean back in the election, just hearing him talk at the debates? Yep. Just Ron Paul back in 2012. I was in my senior year of high school. Uh, the the erection that Dave Smith would have <laughs> would, right now if he you heard just that. Pop a boner right oh my now. god, uh, <laughs> that, that's that's very funny. Okay, so when you put together this specific rally, so the goal of it, you really wanted to celebrate free speech and that there shouldn't be any violence or aggression when people are trying to have a political conversation. Was that the goal? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what we wanted to do is we see um, the other guys that were that I was arranging with this with. Um, we sort of made a tactical, what I, what I would think would be kind of a PR error. We sort of set ourselves up for this in a, in a, in a way because um, our original rally back in May was largely a rally against, in pro, we also call it a free speech rally, but the topic of discussion was largely Antifa because that had been right after UC Berkeley and all that stuff had happened. So, um, so, we were, so the, the theme of the rally, the big free speech issue of the day was largely a, Antifa. So we had you know, the, and most of the people who wanted to speak out about Antifa were right wingers. Like you know, some of them were you know Trumpians, some of them were all white types, not all right. But um, so we had did have a bunch of uh, a a bunch of right wingers in our last rally, and so when we started planning for this next rally, we reached out to the people who spoke at our, who spoke at our last rally and said, "Hey, would you like to come speak again?" And so those were the first people to show up on. Just you know, to accept, and the first people who made it on our list, and um, uh, we we released our first posters with those names on it. Our intention was to add more names, get a more broad uh, list of views. But because of those first initial posters, we pay, we um, sort of inadvertently, you know, allowed ourselves to be painted as a more right wing event. Got you. I got you. So, in other words, since the initial poster had all these right-wing figures, people who were looking at it thought that it was—I I get it. And so it wasn't um, as neutral and on point of being free speech, even though that's what you guys were geared up to do. Now, let me ask you this. So, you went out and you were trying to have an event for free speech, and you very specifically publicized, this is going to be a conversation about free speech— and 40,000 people, you had 20 people that showed up for your event, 40,000 people showed up basically to some extent to say, we don't want free speech here. Why do you think we're, or like, um, in your opinion, and maybe you don't have a good answer, I don't have a good answer, we're, we're losing the 
we're losing in the free market. In the free marketplace of the internet, ideas of what's good and bad for society, it seems like the idea of free speech is really important, is getting beaten out by, it's really important that we protect the downtrodden, and if anyone is saying anything that might not be um, to build up those uh, in society, the, like the minorities, you know, we got to squash this right away. Well, if you look at the statistics like Gallup polls that have been um, released recently, I think it may have been either Gallup or Rasmussen, but there have been uh, recent polls out there where, um, uh, like, you know, 60%, 70%, 80% of the American people do believe that free speech is more important than um, uh, keeping people from being offended. So the problem is, is that so, so, so the majority of the American people still do absolutely believe in free speech, they're just not being mobilized. But uh, but you know I think but the fact is the fact that they um, uh, that the fact that a small group of people and you know what it, it, the fact is we had a lot more support than I than I think it showed like I said most of our audience was kept out of the event by the police and by the counter protesters blocking everything we had hundreds of supporters out there they just couldn't get into oh the they issue. literally couldn't even get to the event which is um, yeah I mean that that's a pretty frightening thing that if you get a permit to have an event. And so the government says, like, hey, like, the, the government has a system, and they say, you got to apply for a permit. If you have a permit, then you guys can have a political discourse in this public location, and then they can just kind of shut that down and revoke it. Um, that, that's a really scary thought. Yeah, yeah. We, we learned a lot from, from this experience. We're going we're gonna to do things a bit differently next time next cool. when we have our rally. But I definitely think that, uh, you know, it's almost encouraging. The fact that um, uh, you know what the, what the optics that it created was the the idea was it looked like um, uh, you know uh, well, a couple dozen people had uh, you know triggered forty thousand so that that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, that that shows that we got some impact we touched some nerves out there <laughs> yeah no you definitely made an imprint and uh, you know built some awareness also from all the articles that you've been interviewed in I think you kind of represent your points very well. And it does kind of point to the ridiculousness that people, ta um, you know, piled on to the fact that they needed to shut down a rally that turned out to be some college kids with a good idea. Uh, so I got two questions for you. So firstly, you're in college now. On your college campus, um, I mean, it seems to me like you must be kind of an activist in trying to promote the, you know, liberal philo uh, libertarian philosophies. Are you able to kind of engage other students or do people even just yell at you that you're a racist? Do you kind of get you know, that people just instantly shut down to the ideas? Well, I was working, to, I was previously working um, with a, uh, some local activist groups to try to get uh, some campus policies changed. The thing about the college that I go to is they do have sort of, uh, sort of um, uh, assembly or speech-related codes, but they're very, very vague. So they could easily, so they're not like explicitly against free speech, but they could easily be misused that way. Right. And so what are, what are the plans for the next event? And make sure to keep me in the loop so I can show up and uh, sell some merchandise. Yeah, sure. So are you guys already working on the next event? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys kind of brainstorming? About, we know that we're going to do more events. We know that. We don't know exactly when yet. We're sort of, sort of in the, the pre-discussion phase. You know, like I said, the last one that we did that was back in May. That was, you know, quite a, was a few months ago. So uh, it might be a few months until we do our next event. We want to make sure that the next one is, um, uh, is um, you know, really well planned. Because uh, Charlottesville, <laughs> Charlottesville threw off everything, all of our previous planning into the air. I think I think you're looking at I think you're looking at this the wrong way. I think you guys need to like plan the event with 
extreme flexibility so that the next time there's a Charlottesville, you can go, okay, this is the week, and then you can get a giant counter-protest going again and, you know, just keep kind of riding the wave of uh, of getting the publicity. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's another way to go about it. All right. It was really great talking to you. Thanks so much for uh, actually taking my call. I appreciate that uh, you're out there kind of preaching the good word, and uh, let's be in touch. We're on the same team here, buddy. I'd love to, man. All right. Thanks for calling in. Catch you later. My pleasure. Goodbye. Bye. That was John. Smart kid. Nice of him to to call in and give us the exclusive oh, like yeah. that. that I'm also... Dude, he had the statue. John Medler. John Medler. Let's just get his name out there really if anyone wants to look him up. Shaking up all of Boston. Um, I liked how he had the, he had the stats ready to go on who's pro-free speech. He, he knows his shit for a college kid. In terms of what? I feel like if I if you were calling me in college, I could talk to you about different the three different kind of strands of pot I smoke. That's it. <laughs> Got it. That was, or I could talk so to you about like what junk food I'm eating this week at Seven Eleven. I would not have known stats from a Pew Research or whatever. Oh, or the like, Rasmussen, all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, I he mean, has I, like speaking points. I feel like you mean he's ready to go. Oh yeah, he's got like you know. What do you, I, I meant to ask asking this? What do you think his post college job is going to be? It seems to me like he wants to do some sort he of. He said libertarian. he was twenty three. Is he in like graduate school or what? Are you trying to say he's slow? I'm trying to build a kid up over here. No, I'm saying you're like, cutting him you kept down. On, you kept on saying like that he was. I think he like he is in college, but why he's 23? Like, I failed a lot of classes. That's not oh, old. So, for oh, being you're in saying like oh, that's a junior. That's like for that's you. like totally normal to me. <laughs> I spent two years off between high school and college, and then I failed the same year three times in a row. So all right, so yeah, 23. I'm still like in junior. college technically. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think. Uh, 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 is no 23 old for for college? Well, 18 is high school. Right. And four years of college is 22. Yeah. Maybe it's hell. I don't know. Let's get uh, it back on the phone. Nah, this is important. <laughs> Anyways, John, thanks for taking our call. If you listen back to this, we're, we're happy that we got you uh, not just on the podcast, but out in the world doing good work, spreading the message of free speech. You seem like a smart guy. Happy to have you on our team. You um, actually got people to, to freely speak. Against him, yeah, that's 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 funny. <laughs> he got a fuckload of people, right? He was he pro was free speech, he was just the wrong, successful, but the wrong in a speech. weird way. Well, I gotta say, it, yeah, um, all right, also yeah, successful uh, if if you know you go out and and sell merchandise with him. Oh, we're gonna get him. that off the ground. That's the best idea I ever had. I, I would fund that. <laughs> I would. For sure. If that was a, a Kickstarter, that was I'm, a kick- I'm all in. That'd make a funny Kickstarter campaign. That, you, the, you, you, you shouldn't even have to put it out there. You could just get like private investors. Right, like, because I would, people would get in yeah, on that. Yeah, like if you if it's out there in the public, then just like a, that's not what you want. Like, right, because people you realize You target that, like five, ten people to give some seed money and well, then you're off the ground. The you, know some, uh, you know some, you know, do finance people. Maybe we can make it happen. I'm saying I would be the first one. You'll I, invest. I don't have that much money, you know, like. Well, how I much money do I need? I need to buy a couple T-shirts. We can go through Ira. This isn't a big deal. All right, we already let's got do the it. connections. We need a van. That's about it. <laughs> and we know no one's listening. All <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not like someone's gonna steal our right. idea or blow up our spot. <laughs> exactly, or like to out us or whatever. That's funny. But yeah, it's, I, I'd see that. Okay, so while I was watching, I, I was watching the uh, Vice did a whole report on what yes, happened down in Charlottesville, and while the racist side is losing. Um, the war of ideas, which is good. It's good that the races are losing yeah. the war of ideas. But I guess while we're, we might be losing the war of ideas when it comes to free speech versus what these uh, liberal idiots are doing, um, I think we're winning the war. The races are winning the war of the chance. 
Because when you were down in Charlottesville, I saw some footage of both sides chanting at each other. Oh, the chants. The chants. Like as if it was color war. You had the Uh two sides. They're like, we're the green team. The blue team stinks. And they're like, we're the blue team. And and the blue is the the, the color of the sky and water. And you need water. And we're great. So when they were chanting at each other, I'm telling you, the racist, their chant beats the shit out of the liberal chant. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. I couldn't tell who was which when oh. I watched that. <laughs> wait, wait. When you hear these chants, it's going to be very clear who's who. And let me tell you, the racists get right to the point. No, it's I'm pretty saying, impressive. I'm saying, like, when I was I watched that Vice video, I'm like, all right, I don't even know which oh, side is just, which. They're both they're just all white and violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> it really it's is like, effective. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seriously it's like a sports channel <laughs> Bernie Williams but it's just no one gets to use that word anymore it almost goes like oh yeah maybe that is a fun group to hang out with <laughs> like you're like that's a good chant we're here we're gay we fight the kick and then just in response fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh, that made my uh, that made me so happy to hear. Okay, so then here was something. There was, was, there was yeah. some chance at the beginning, though. Also, <laughs> I guess what, also before from the that side also about Jews taking what it, it led the whole Vice video. Oh, was, I didn't the, I didn't catch like, that. Uh, Wait, I could probably pull it up. I could just yeah, go to the, the beginning Jews of the video. Are taken. Are, oh no, 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 that was them just say? screaming like um like the Jews won't take our country. I think. Oh, Jews will not replace Jews us. Jews won't replace yeah. us. That, that was it. That seems that's, a, that's a pretty good one also. That cuts right to the chase of I also what they're about. What are these people doing in their lives that Jews are coming wrong? And like, yeah, how many Jews are there in fucking like, Charlottesville? Like I'm, looking at, I'm looking at like a 200-pound, giant, muscly dude. Like Imagine like if you'd cast this guy in a movie. Whatever his job is in his daily life. Like he's in like, like a iron, warehouse and he's... Iron, pa- yeah, yeah or... Like, you think I'll ever show up tomorrow and see some young Jew doing his job... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the scariest shit because, like, re- okay, I could understand if, like, like y- keep Jews out of banking makes yeah, sense. Jews okay. will not replace us. Like, like we don't wh- even procreate that much, <laughs> and we don't even move to places right. where you are. Like, like we're we're not leaving New York. Yeah. We're pretty <laughs> we're nervousy people. Yeah. We're kind of trying to stick to ourselves. Yeah, very anxious group of. Uh, <laughs> A very anxious group. You know what? The, now I'm realizing these racists are one for two on their chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like that one was it was it made you you knew exactly what what they were about. Right. But like also, who were they chanting that to? So now here was the other thing that I was uh, um, a little bit taken back from, or almost impressed with these racists by, and that they have like um, they have like their own preacher way of talking. That some of them are very articulate, but it's got its own rhythm. Uh, and I, I feel like there must be like a school that these guys are going to. There's got to be some sort of a racist class for how online to, university for how to preach the racist <laughs> message. Like I'm convinced that that exists because like like if you lose your train of thought, just go. The Jews are stealing your money. Like there's a way to accentuate the end of every sentence. Like with some Jew. Hate. Yeah. So here I have. Um, I, I want to pull up a clip of a guy. Uh, let's call him chief, the, the chief grand wizard of racist, racist, um, going on a bit of a rant here. Cause I mean, he's perfect at his rant. On the internet, and so now they're coming out. And now, as you can see today, we greatly outnumbered 
the uh, anti-white, anti-American filth. And at some point, we will have enough power that we will clear them from the streets forever. That which is degenerate in white countries will be removed. Wait, I want to play uh, one more of uh, one of these uh, articulate racists because th th these guys, these guys got the goods. Here he is. That's that's David Duke. But here, here's this guy. And f oddly enough, these guys all look Jewy. <laughs> well, that. That first guy is like the Jewish looking guy, and he probably he, hates Jews. He looks more like than any guy. rabbi I grew up with. And then this kid looks like any fat Jew I also ever went to school with. Um, here we go. The left wasn't able to beat us. The left were the boot boys of the capitalist class and the bourgeoisie and the status quo. So they weren't able to beat us. That's a memorized line. No one talks like that off the top of their head. I'm, I want to play it back. Well, first of all, that guy's name, I, I think he is a Jew. Matthew Heinbach? <laughs> that guy's also, just a Jew. Wait, I, not, I mean, this is a visual joke, but just look, he's got, he's got his arms up and they're like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what? Who? You have a question for me? <laughs> he, he could not have a more... I'm going to have to make that yeah. the image for uh, uh, for the episodes so that people could see it. All right, let, let's listen to a bit of this guy's diatribe. Matthew Heinbach. So, the left wasn't able to beat us. The left were the boot boys of the capitalist class and the bourgeoisie and the status quo. So they weren't able to beat us with their armed militant left-wing radicals. So they had to turn to the state. If that doesn't go to show that the radical left, the corporations, and the state are all on the same Jewish side, a moment like this proves it. These guys just know how to talk. <laughs> these guys got better broadcasting skills than I do. Well, he again. These guys are trained. I gotta go to this racist university. I don't know where you it just exists. Need like a class, one class would probably do one it for class you. or two. I don't. I don't like their ideas in any way. But these uh, just maybe, learn the sales tactics. Maybe Hitler like passed something on. Like there's a back channel book <laughs> of like how to great public speaking for racists. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, what's that like? Uh, it's a Jew it's actually a Jewish book that like you're not allowed to learn unless you're 40 years old. It's kind of uh, like the hidden, Zohar. The Zohar. It's, it's like, kind of like, like Hitler's the, Zohar. Hitler's Zohar. The the secrets to yeah. rallying people to your exactly. cause and speaking in an articulate fashion. So um, we had made fun of him a bit la the, last week, but uh, Christopher Cantwell, um, he was kind of we like did one last of the. Week? Oh, you were uh, alone. Um, it, you were you were out eating berries. You know, oh, you were unavailable. God. You were too invested yeah, too. in your berry operation to possibly uh, get you on the phone. So. Uh, uh, you didn't even try. Go fuck yourself. Actually, I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah. What happened was, uh, I don't remember why, but I recorded it on Friday. Well, um, un Unplanned, and I just tried calling you when I did it, but it was unplanned. I wasn't, whatever. Call me on a Friday. That's not going to work out for me. Why? It was, I mean, it, was, it wasn't It was at night. Okay. It was during the day. All right. It didn't work out, Oh, buddy. it was right in the middle of the day. Yeah. I remember. This. Okay. Whatever. It's all yeah, good. It's on vacation. To be honest, I think I called you at the end of the episode just yeah. to check in. <laughs> I don't think I actually called you for the whole thing. It's getting weird. I was trying to bring up Christopher Cantwell, and you're grouping yourself in with the guy for some reason. Yeah, I'm so on board with him. Christopher Cantwell got thrown off of OkCupid. That's How? A, that's a dating website because someone pointed out that he had a profile. They wrote to OkCupid, and they kicked him off. I feel oh, like that was 
I, well, you Come on, racist okay, need Cupid. some love. Well, I think to me that was a missed opportunity in that I'm on Tinder and I don't get laid. I don't get a lot of matches. And you sit there, you get frustrated, and you start questioning yourself as a human being. You're like, maybe I do need to get these patches filled into my hair. Maybe I do need to lose a couple pounds. Maybe I need something in this profile other than I like to drink a whole lot all the time. You know what I mean? Like, is that what your profile is? No, of course oh. not. I'm not that <laughs> retarded. But like, if you're Christopher Cantwell, good. So you got a profile. I can't imagine there are too many people who are like, oh my god, you're a racist. We we have to I, you're exactly who i was hoping to go on a date with uh-huh. so maybe that that's the pathway for kind of changing yourself is actually interacting with people got it it's ass nine okay yeah. i'm done with this topic did you have anything that you wanted to report in about um these statues being removed uh about robert e lee what he means to you or well, the, this movement you, in general do you hear the ridiculousness i i bring the sports angle that's i'm your sports guy um what espn did no what they robert do. E. Lee? There's actually a guy, an Asian dude named Robert Lee, who's a football college football broadcaster. Right. And he was scheduled to call a bunch of games this season. Um, but there's one game that ESPN pulled him from that's in Virginia because his name the is Jews versus Robert the Blacks? Lee. No, it was just like a college it was university of Just because his name is Robert E. Lee. Yeah, like, and they were like, ah, this, this might this you might know, trigger. Yeah. That's retarded. It was the most fucked up thing. Like, literally makes no sense. It makes zero sense. The guy's and losing also, work because of p- dumb protest. And just for his... Ne- and also, it's a pretty common Robert Lee. Lee. Like, come right. on. Right. Your name is Robert. Like, what's that going to... You know, even if it does draw a few protests, like... It's not going to, nothing's going to happen. There, there's something funny that an Asian is losing a job <laughs> because, because of, of because of the work of white nationalists. <laughs> it's if anything, so mind boggling. Like I'm pretty sure up. the white nationalists register a win on that one. <laughs> yeah. They, they probably, yeah, well, like, we did it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that Asian guy is not going to call my football game now. We don't want that. But yeah. All right. Uh, that was just. I want to move on to yeah. some talk of Bannon. Oh, now we're getting back to the the goods. What do you mean by the goods? No, I'm you saying some the, real general, news talk. the general. The uh... general Bannon. Bannon was fired, and I feel like if you didn't like Bannon, that's got to make you nervous because outside of the White House, he might actually get something done. Well, that's exactly what he said. Well, the White House, like to me, the White House is so ineffective right now. There's nothing more neutralizing than being in government. Like, if David Duke got pulled into the White House tomorrow, you're like, all right, I don't have to worry about David Duke for a little while. Right. Like, I know exactly what he's doing, and it's nothing. And he's like, and he's kind of like... In the over, public limelight. Yeah. yeah. Now, Bannon... And he has to go to a bunch of meetings and shit, like, get him off the streets. Exactly. I know exactly where he is, and I know that he's getting nothing done. That's the perfect spot for my enemies to be. I, I love that take, <laughs> Rob. What? That- Just that, that whole notion that, you know, these people are probably better off... Well, we just... In the... And we just see there's the White House is getting nothing done. They couldn't yeah. be more ineffective. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And rather the the people that are just, you know, that you don't want kind of riling people up. Right. Be in there where they're kind of limited in what their their exposure and what they can do actually do. Right. Now I am I find Bannon to be a fascinating individual. To my eye, it seems like he was really the mastermind of the election, that he noticed that there was this white working class 
group of people that you could cater to and win an election that no one was really appealing to. It seemed to me, I, I almost felt like um, he puppeted Trump where he thought, oh, Trump's my ticket in. He was going to become like almost the Karl Rove of our generation where he was going to be the back office guy in the White House because he knew he couldn't win an election, but he was going to really drive policy. Mm-hmm. Then he kind of butts heads with Kushner. This is all from the beginning. Kushner seems to kind of be winning the war of getting into Trump's ear over everybody else. That's well, been yeah, happening. Mishpocha. Mishpocha. Yeah, um, and so I am very excited to see what Bannon does from outside of um, outside of the White House with a free yeah forum. Uh, here's what here's what the craziest thing that could happen is if they were create like a new um, television news empire with Bannon that would become like um, basically what Bannon defers from a conservative standpoint from Fox News. And this is I, I, from what I understand of his philosophy is firstly he's got. Um, He's he's anti-war. He's not into this war nonsense at all. He wants to be like an isolationist, uh, but he's also not free trade. He's not for free trade. So he's not he's not like your typical conservative. He's certainly not a libertarian. He's like righter than the right, almost over to the left. I don't know. It, I, I, I don't or just all a jumble. I'm going to do a little more research on exactly what his political philosophy is because it's not your typical conservative flair. There's something else. There's that that, that populist flavor. Uh, but I think he might really become a power player in, in our political game. It'd also be Does he have any backers? Or Yeah, he's got this guy. I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now, but he's got some billionaire guy behind him who is the guy who started Breitbart. Okay. Um, and that guy... Also had you know what we'll, we'll do like a special report on Bannon. I got to do a little more research on him, but that's uh, I mean that's just developing news. Next is um, did you read about the uh, the boat accidents that happened in the Pacific with the McCain boat? I heard it. Okay, so you know. big ass McCain boat hits into a much larger big ass um, uh, oil tanker. I don't think it completely destroyed the boat, but they got to bring the boat back in for for service, right? It's kind of like John McCain, the person. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Ran ran Um, into some shit. I think you've had four boat accidents this year of Navy boats. Now, the ocean's fucking gigantic. It's a little bit ridiculous when one boat's hitting into another boat. So what's amazing about this is that our... Okay, so firstly is the director, uh, like the guy who's in charge of the Navy, so he goes that we're going to put a operational pause is going to be taken on all of our fleets. So just off the bat, operational pause is a great phrase. That doesn't mean anything. That's like fancy talk for... I don't fucking know what we're gonna do. <laughs> I would I would love to take a operational pause in my right in job life right anything. You just tell your wife like, listen, I'm I gotta oh, take a little boy, operational yeah. pause from the family right now. <laughs> it's like a little bit. It's just an operational pause. It's a, the, the 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 words that they come up with is unbelievable. But here's the great story: is that we're the strongest military in the world, and we're being successfully de- defeated by our own incompetence. Well, like this is like the White House story. And what I love about this is like that was a. a Obama's big thing was like we have to pivot to Asia. That was his thing. We're, we got to pivot to Asia, and apparently, we're now pivoting our efforts into figuring out how to not defeat our own navy. They're <laughs> <laughs> just in like self-defense mode. It's unbelievable. Okay, so then here was the next thing. So this guy Adam um, Adam uh, Admiral Richardson also said there was going to be a comprehensive investigation that would look at operational tempo, personal maintenance, equipment and trading training um suggesting a confluence of factors that was behind the collisions and i'm hoping that they do all this and they just come back who the fuck let the asian drive the boat <laughs> get it asians are the worst yeah. drivers okay i thought you uh, you should have given me a little more on that one i thought that was Sorry. a pretty good one all right 
Um, I, I guess maybe with all the other racist stuff yeah. going on here, you can't really make back, the racist yeah. joke. Who would have worked better? Or who who can you be? Uh, I feel like Asians handle their. All right, moving on. Trump makes an announcement that we're going to war indefinitely with Afghanistan. Thoughts, Yosef? Uh, is this news? Or yeah, you're like, why? Why are you even telling why, me this? Or why did he even have to proclaim that? Oh, you mean that he's going to be there indefinitely? Or I don't know. I got to be. I'm, I'm a little sick of him right now, so I didn't bother listening to the speech. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I also, well, it's news because it means we're going to be spending a lot more money on something that's stupid. Okay. Um. So it's it's just stupid. I don't I, I don't even know what the goal is. But that's in what being I'm saying. There. Like it's yeah. not like even if he said, oh, we're going to make efforts to get out of there, it doesn't really change anything. We're still fucking there. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So I read um a couple articles in the journal, and there were some highlighted quotes that I'd like to comment on Go because ahead. I thought that they were specifically ridiculous. I'll try to help you out with uh with the reading response. <laughs> okay, so the young men and women with we send to fight our wars abroad deserve to return to a country that is not at war with itself at home. And now I'm adding in, since we can't do that, I guess that's his yeah. reason for extending Afghanistan. <laughs> but aren't we at war with ourselves Yeah, here? like, we're completely like, divisive fuck? over here. I yeah. don't know what he meant. Okay, here was the next line I thought was ridiculous. From now on, victory will have a clear definition, and that it will be clear to everyone that we're doing is not winning. <laughs> that's going to be the clear definition. It'll just be very clear that this is an utter failure. Yeah, that we're just fucking up right and left. Okay, here was the last thing I thought was really stupid in the speech. So he goes, in part, through more training of Afghan forces so they can be more self-reliant in the longer term. Okay, I'm going to reread that. Um, that we're going to train the Afghan forces so they can be more self-reliant in the longer term. Which means if you ever hear anyone in the U.S. talk about the short-term strategy for something, they're apparently talking about an 18-year stretch of time. <laughs> that's how long has it fucking been? All right. That's all I got this week. Do you have any other things you want to comment? Things that you came across in the news? Sports stories. Other stories. Racists at your job. Old people you're hitting to on highways. Berries that you're eating. Adventures with that old creepy lady out oh, in love uh, her, Peggy. Oregon that I don't want to hear all that much about. But did you have any other stories you want yeah, to comment I'll, on? Yeah, Peggy actually filled me in with... Uh, It'd be so funny if I just turned off this episode on you right there. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I feel like you would love Peggy. She is just the greatest. Well, you know what? Maybe next time I'll use the budget for me to go out to Oregon. (laughs) No, I think we could just call her. All she has, she just has an endless amount of free time. Okay. That's all all what she's about. When she's not shaking down people for for. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She told me... um, before I get into the actual news story that she filled me in on, she she told me that like one of her big things while we were out there was she noticed that the newspaper, I guess the Oregonian, um, was billing, bumped up the monthly ch- charge for her account from twenty one twenty one dollars and twenty two cents to. $23.49. And she, she wasn't like, going to have it. She was like, whoa, they pull, pulled the fucking fast one on a me. I'm going to call 50. them. That was it, a full slice of pizza in the 1940s. <laughs> well, that's a that's a pie in the 1940s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was like, oh, I need to... She went to... And she took care of it. She called them up. She, you know, she s- stated her case. And... They said, "Oh yeah, that that was just a mistake. We'll get that reversed." Unbelievable. And it was just uh, she and she was saying, Maybe "You know, the papers are getting smaller and and the charges are going up." And she was ready to fucking throw down, but they were just like, "Oh yeah, that was just some like administrative 
she mistakes. Was for, she was almost <laughs> yeah, disappointed. Yeah, she, want, she wanted she to wanted fight. fight. I've had that she, in my own life. This is sad. A sad commentary just, myself. Uh, yeah. Where like, I, I'm about to get super mad about something. Like, where the fuck are my keys? Who the fuck? Where? And then like, they're right in front of me. I was like, They're in your pocket. I was like, I was kind of getting excited to be <laughs> mad about that. Like, fuck. <laughs> about something totally ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah she, oh, like, I've had that moment. She just, where you're you almost know, like, like someone robbed you of your right to get mad. And it's the, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing in the world. It's, yeah, being like, mad is not fun. It's not pleasant. No one likes to hear mad. You should be happy that you're not mad, but you're mad that you're not, no, no, yeah, not I mean, able to be mad you got that one moment in your head where you're like fuck i was about to get really yeah. mad about that <laughs> no yeah i hate that too all right um, i'm calling but, you or would you have a story oh, yeah the, peggy filled me in on something but again she, these are the types of things like she she would just love to have her day filled with some other things like a i get call it you gotta from, think for this from peggy a, chick. From, tell from me a the call, fucking news story from a call uh she would love to you know get a call from the run your mouth podcast and be a, a guest all right maybe um but yeah she told me about this uh what was going on it's kind of like uh along the lines of all this these protests over stupid names and stuff like that and people getting really bent over backwards about loser um, Mm -hmm. confederate generals um but there's there was an elementary school in portland called the lynch view elementary school okay basically way back when there was this you know philanthropic family um, who donated a shit ton of money to have their na- their last name was Lynch and now all these you know liberals out in want Portland because the word Lynch is triggering exactly and it's just like fucking ridiculous that you know by being super PC yeah, like oh Lynch has negative connotations like no that's someone's last name that's an actual family that actually has yeah, people yeah. still living, and living, they just, and they did and something. They did something fucking nice. Yeah, let's let's take this name right. off the thing, and now you're becoming anti PC because right. you're being an asshole to actual right. real life people. Hi, not- I'd like to uh, make a donation yeah. to uh, solve world hunger. Uh, no, oh. is your last name? Sorry, oh yeah, we can't so, be affiliated with you with such people. Yeah, was, oh god, fucking fucking retarded. All right, we're done. Any uh, any closing remarks? Uh, are you really opening this up to me? Um, no, good point, <laughs> guys. If you made it this far in your pod into the podcast, you're a super fan. We're out in the world. We're breaking news. We're telling you about the shit that's going on in Oregon. We're telling you about this random bitch named Peggy, who I don't think is all that interesting, don't but Yosef really likes. I, we're talking about this random lady who's not a bitch, whose name happens to be Peggy, who's out from Oregon, so who hopefully is not going to show up here tomorrow. Hear that I said the word bitch in affiliation with her name and took out. off my own legs. We're out here. We're talking to people who are uh, John Medler. John Medler, who's meddling into the politics of Boston. And he's getting the word out there about free speech. He's getting 40,000 people to leave the house and be mad at him for nothing other than Imagine nothing. Imagine what else he could do. You mean if he, he could rally he the could troops get, for this get 43 40,000 people to come out to protest his small little faction. Right. If he gets, you know, you know, fully moving and I don't know. Whatever. Right. Just mobilize my momentum here. No, oh, I'm just saying, if he gets mobilized, right. like imagine what he can do with. Oh yeah, this kid's gonna be a mastermind. The- I know what he's up to. He actually really is a racist. <laughs> no, people, yeah. if you're still Great here guy. and you're still listening to the show, you're a fucking super fan. We love having you here. Interact with me. Send me an email. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Say hello. Uh, I-, I tweet out the show. Fucking tweet it. Help help us get some listeners. Help us give your Twitter handle. Help Rob us- the fire. Robbie the fire. At Robbie the fire. Follow me. 
tweet me. Let's be friends. Call me. I do nothing on the afternoons. Please don't. Maybe that's a little too much. On the weekends, I drink. I'm sociable when I drink on the weekends. Um, no, seriously, you, you you got friends. Maybe maybe it's only one or two, but you probably have one or two friends. Tell them about our podcast. Have them subscribe. Give us good ratings. Show us some love, people. And Yosef will. I don't know. Just show us some love. I feel like that's a. No. What can you come up with that I'll do? They'll see if I'm on board. I don't know. Maybe you'll make more berries or something. <laughs> make them? <laughs> We're done. Talk to you later. Bye. Run your mouth, bitch. Yo, we out of our minds. Brick, run your mouth.